0: Deliberate Leaders. I am your host, Allison Dunn, executive coach, and founder of the Deliberate Leaders podcast, where we are dedicated to helping leaders build strong, thriving businesses. Each episode, we feature inspiring interviews to help you on your leadership journey. And I am just so excited to have Marsha Reynolds back with us. She's uh, coming back for the second time. She is our number one most watched uh, YouTube um, interview that we've done here on deliberate leaders and just, um, an incredibly lovely person. So let me do a formal interview for Marsha. Um, Marsha Reynolds is the president of co-visioning LLC, where she coaches leaders to be more engaging and effective in their conversations. She has a number of books, but her, um, the one that she launched uh, last year, I feel like it's about this time or so yeah. is, um, coach the coach, the person, not the problem. She's also authored The Discomfort Zone, um, How Leaders Turn Difficult Conversations Into Breakthroughs, as well as Wander Woman, How Would High Achieving Women Find Contentment and Direction? Um, she worked, her work is featured in the Harvard uh, Management Review, Forbes Magazine, CNN, ABC, Los Angeles Times, and more and so forth and so on. Marcia, thank you so much for joining us back here. Oh,
1: thank you. Thanks for the, the, the ask, you know, cause I so enjoyed our last
0: conversation. Absolutely. I, um, I always wonder if, you know, if you get to do a second interview, does someone have a different tip? So I like to kick these off with a deliberate conversation, asking you, what is your number one leadership tip for our leaders today?
1: Uh, you know, even more so because so many uh, of our conversations are remote, uh, not just live, That being fully present so people feel that you are there with them, even through the internet, Mm -hmm. they have to feel seen, heard, and valued. Um, It's even more critical these days.
0: Mm -hmm. I absolutely uh, agree that you know, because we've been forced to kind of move to the online, like how you show Mm -hmm. up and how you have presence in this setting and make that Mm -hmm. connection is I think it makes or breaks whether Mm -hmm. people want to come back and do it again. Um, in its hard thing. And I'm hoping we can actually dive into that a little bit today. So um, one of the topics that we're going to kind of talk about is how to create a powerful presence. Um, And Marsha, we are open to all the tips that you have to Mm -hmm. uh, help us focus around that specifically. Um, You'd asked a great question before we get started. And it was, well, what is actually the meaning of powerful? right? Before you even get to the idea of what presence is. Um, so let's dive into that. Okay. You
1: know, there's actually two things that I look at in the word powerful, but to start, when we talk about powerful presence, it's, it's the impact that you have, you know, I always ask my leaders, um, do you know what happens when you just walk into a room? You know, and because so many times we we practice what we're going to say um, and, you know, how we're going to be once we engage, but you are affecting people with your energy the moment you walk in. And the even more powerful question is, and what happens when you leave? (laughs) Are they like, "Oh, oh, I can breathe now. But the leader, the way the brain works the leader sets the emotional tone and that occurs from the moment of impact, of energetic impact. And so we're always, as a leader, we're always powerful, but in what way? You know, what is the impact that you're having? Are When people see you, do they feel hope? Do they feel inspired? Mm-hmm. Or do they feel afraid, <laughs> you know, or cautious? And that's just gonna come from your, uh, your intentions and your emotions that you bring into the room with you, much more powerful than all those words you practice.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. I would consider myself to be um, uh, definitely an empath. Um, So someone who picks up on energy immediately Mm -hmm. based on who's in my presence. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also give a lot of energy based on that too. So even if people don't want it, I am giving them energy um, regardless, um, without permission sometimes. how, so I recognize maybe what I bring or don't bring at times and how can, how can someone be self-aware as to whether their impact is in a positive way or if it's in a draining way?
1: <laughs> um, you know, that's an interesting thing. First, I want to say that um, uh, being able to pick up on other people's energy as you do is, is, is an amazing Uh, gift and um, it's also a shadow a dark side because if you pick up on their energy and you hold it you're in trouble Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know so uh, being able to receive what's going on with people at an energetic level and then breathe and let it go so i always talk about having non-reactive empathy we don't have reactive empathy to where we react to what they're feeling. We have to just understand it and release it, so we can be fully present and still help them to rise above to where they are right now. Um, you know, so that's an important piece. You know, one of the things we talked about before we started this is 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 in particularly our culture, we're very um, focused on the analytical mind, and. The logic of the analytical mind is, is extremely limited. You know, that the wisdom in our body, of what you were even just talking about, is far more expansive than what the analytical mind can create. Um, and so, again, we often practice what we're going to say, we think about things, we watch people's facial expressions, which m- m- can be easily misinterpreted. Very. Yeah so um it, it, to be able to tune in really it's into your body um that's the practice and uh for for people who've never done this there are so many things that can help them to just start being aware you know a lot of um our practices like yoga and martial arts um uh and I wouldn't even say meditation because meditation is a very personal thing. But to be able to be aware of what's going on while we are moving um, is uh, is really the critical piece. So it, to start with, just what's going on with with me? Um, you know, where right now? Where's your? Where are your hands placed? Do you know? Where are your arms in relation to your legs? You know, just starting to be conscious that i have this thing (laughs) that's a part of me called my body and you know when i when i teach coaching i always talk about receive receive what they're giving you not just the words they say but everything they're giving you and when we start being able to to sense uh you know their emotions in a way that they can't even, because they don't know how to articulate it. Then we can offer back what we're sensing and be wrong. It doesn't matter. Just to say, you know, so I'm sensing this is what's going on with you that you're really, like I told this leader, I said, it sounds like you're sad. He goes, not sad, I'm embarrassed. So even when I'm wrong, I allow them to go deeper into what's really going on with them. So we start with our self, awareness, and I I hesitate on the word self, (laughs) because then there's that I but that 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 full body awareness, and then we can start learning how to take in the energy of other people.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Self awareness is, I think, um, definitely a skill that can be practiced and mastered. Mm -hmm. um, For sure. Um, on a um, perspective from like, what does a leader have to have to be self-aware? Is, is it a critical, do you think it's mandatory to be self-aware as a leader? Yep. <laughs> okay. just, I just want to make that as a, that was a leading question. <laughs> I was like, how do I ask that doesn't say that's what I think too, so.
1: <laughs> well, you know, that's been the problem for years. The leaders live in their bubble. Yeah. You know, and they think they're supposed to be the expert that knows all the answers. Right. And um, no, these days, people aren't looking for answers, they're looking for you to be present. They're looking for connection, uh, right. more so than answers, they don't expect you to have all the answers. Yeah. Um, in fact, it was uh, the woman who's the CEO of Microsoft said don't be a know it all be a learn it all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love that statement. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just kind of talked about like powerful and the impact, but let's talk about um, how what does powerful presence actually, how many ways can that show up like let's talk through some ways that that actually yeah.
1: exceeds. Well, you know, one of the main things that um, uh, in terms of before you, you any leader goes into a conversation is to even be aware of what's my intention. Mm-hmm. Um, And oftentimes, you know, leaders like, well, I want to change them. (laughs) And that's what I want to do. So this is, again, that word when I hesitated with self, um, I always say we have to unself, you know, and and remove that word. I it's like, what is it that's important to them at this moment? Mm -hmm. What is it that I can help them to work through so we can move forward together? So the intention has to shift off of what I want. You know, I want people to change. I want them to do this into what is it that's most important to them at this moment or what are the challenges they're facing or the fears that they have that are keeping them from moving forward. But what is the goal that's meaningful for them that I can help them achieve? So I need to be there for them. And the moment you walk in the room, people know if you're there for them or only for yourself. Yeah. So asking yourself, what is my intention for having this meeting, for having this conversation? And it can be for both. Maybe you want them to change, but it's gotta be a change that will help them achieve a goal they want as well. Right. Yeah. So I always start with intention.
0: Um, I love that. Uh, I think that people can have good intentions, but use the wrong words when they're communicating. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you, um, so like, let's just say I've used, um, I've used a word as a leader um, to suggest that something I don't control. So like, for example, I'm leading a team and I say, that will never happen again. That project (laughs) fell apart, that will never happen again. Um, how would you coach me as to why that might not be the correct thing to say in front of everyone?
1: Oh, in front of everyone. Yeah. Well, first off, I, I would just ask you the meaning. What do you mean by that? Okay. okay. Are you yeah? Are you saying you better not ever do that again?
0: <laughs> That's the way it sounds.
1: That's the way it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. So so always I and I always in my coaching say what is it that you mean by that? Can we go into you know, again, your intention, but um, um, the meaning you have behind that statement.
0: Yeah, because I think the intention was, well, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna work to solve that. And, you know, we hope that that will never happen again and that we're going to learn from this. Um, but, I, but I don't think that's but, what but, was actually communicated in the setting.
1: Well, and that's why I would ask you, so what exactly do you mean what by mean? that statement? It allows you to articulate it in the way you just did. So, people go, "Oh, I see you really are here for me. Yeah. not to beat me up.
0: <laughs> do you think that um you would encourage anyone who is confused by the strength or maybe minimization of certain words that they ask for clarification because only through that can we really get to the deeper understanding of nope, that's exactly what I meant. You will never do that again, or they give you you know like a new way to understand it like The opportunity for clarification is key.
1: Oh, totally. Um, When I teach coaches, I always say, never assume that you understand what they meant. Yeah. Never assume that. The key words that they use, always ask, could you tell me what you mean by that? Mm -hmm. You know, or what does that word mean to you? Even the word like, um, I'm passionate about this. Well, what does passionate mean to you? You know, so does that mean because it's a, a, a value of yours or is it that you know this is um, going to make a big difference for everyone? What is the driver of passion for you in this moment? So we truly help each other understand because we just speak fast, we talk fast. <laughs> and we don't really think through what, why is it I chose that word? Mm -hmm. And what is it that I mean by that word, Mm -hmm. which in the explanation of your meaning is where we create the connection Mm -hmm. with others.
0: The, um, one of the, one of the topics that I know that you, um, can shed some light on is how, um, how, um, how we can turn difficult conversations Mm -hmm. into good results. Um, can you share some tips on that?
1: Yeah, well, you know, we talked about going into any conversation, knowing what your intention is. So, of course, in a difficult conversation, you know, what is your intention? Are you, again, there just to punish them or change them? Or are you there to help uh, discover ways to, to meet goals you mutually want? But the second thing is, is uh, when we talk about self-awareness, we have to know what is it I'm feeling at this moment. And to ask yourself, um, you know, am I disappointed? Am I angry? Because if you carry that in with you, they're totally going to shut down. They're not going to talk to you. So, you know, to understand what is the emotion that, I, that I'm carrying and can I shift? And, um, you know, the opposite of, uh, of seeing, of pessimism and cynicism isn't optimism, it's hope. So can I go into this conversation with hope that things will change? You know, and if you're stuck, if you really are disappointed because the person made promises that they keep breaking, then be clear right up front. You know, I, I just wanna share that I, I am disappointed. I, I know you can accomplish so much more, you know, and you keep promising me you'll do this and you're not. So it's really difficult for me not to be disappointed at this moment. So just share where you're stuck, so um, there is an understanding, and it's it's uh, it doesn't just cause fear. So before you even go into the conversation, what is the emotion I'm carrying in with me? You know, and if you don't know how to do this, then you know there's so much out there on emotional intelligence, on um, being able to identify what is that I'm feeling right now. So um, lots of resources
0: out there. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, uh, obviously communication, like we can go in with the intention of having a great conversation, Mm -hmm. but the energy that the other person brings also could um, impact whether it's a good result or a bad result, Mm -hmm. any guidance on a reset, if it's heading in the wrong direction and your intention is actually, um, maybe being misunderstood still.
1: Mm. Well, you know, I often use it in coaching, stop and talk about the process. Okay. okay. So, you know, we started this conversation. We seemed to go, you know, fairly well into what's possible. And, and, uh, and then I sensed, um, that, that your resistance and your hesitation, you just seem to back off. It was almost like a roller coaster. We were up here and now you're down here. So tell me what's going on with you. And again, just being curious. What is it about? What is it, uh, and oftentimes when people start to commit to an action, they do pull back because then they start to think, yes, but if I do this, the horrible things will happen. So their fears, their beliefs come into play without thinking about it. So if you sense hesitation, resistance, just say so. You know, I was coaching um, at this conference I got to travel to to Estonia. I was coaching a a man who was about to be a new CEO of his own business. He had been an executive in other companies for years. And um, he wanted to be coached on, you know, a couple of things that he needed to do first. Um, But every time he made an agreement of, yes, I need to do this and I need to talk to this and I need to do this, the word, but came up, but, one. <laughs> and then he backtracked and I, and, you know, I would say, okay, so I hear you, you committed, and now you're looking at some possibilities that could get in the way, some challenges. So let's look at the challenges, but this happened like three times. And I finally said, okay, I need just to, to share with you, you know, so that roller coaster. I said, it, it, it feels like this. It's like, you, you get up to this point where you're, ready to commit, and then you back off, and then you back off. I recognize that this is a huge transition for you to start your own business, and you said you have great partners, and it's a wonderful uh, service that you're going to provide, and, and you're very excited about it, but you keep pulling back, you keep pulling back. So tell me, what's going on with you that you keep pulling back? And it was so interesting because he said, I do, I am doing that, aren't I? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I am ready to commit. So just the recognition of the hesitation to put it on the table, to look at it made the entire difference in the conversation and he was really ready to move forward. So just talk, step back and talk process. You know, we learn this in team, in, in working with teams mm-hmm. to talk about the process. So how did that go? How are we getting along with each other and all that? We don't think about it in our one-on-one conversations, but we need to talk process in those
0: conversations as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an a excellent tip. Thank you. So... Um, we're, I, mean, I hate to date the episode, but we're in June of 2021. And um, we've really come through just quite a time um, wow. worldwide, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, things are starting to, I guess, maybe, I don't want to say return, there's no returning to anything, but things are starting to feel more comfortable, people are starting to feel safe. Mm-hmm. um so can we talk about how um how we can become comfortable living with uncertainty because it's not gone away
1: yeah well you know as we were saying before the the word uncertainty is such a funny word mm-hmm. you know it's and people are using it as if this is brand new that 18 months ago mm-hmm. the world became uncertain where um uh, you know, Einstein said, reality is an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. Right. You know, the brain likes to have certainty and meaning, but we're making it up. We're totally making it up. There's no way of knowing what's going to happen tomorrow as we learned, as we learned. And so being able to say, wow, um, every day is a new day. What will happen today? And to be curious about today instead of being afraid that, you know, the next shoe is going to drop and something else is going to happen because of this horrible thing that happened before. So to to just accept that we don't have control (laughs) over everything, we don't have predictability, but we can put some controls into our own life. Um, and some certainty into our own lives and that's all we can do and then to help people understand that um, the fear they're still holding on to is okay that we can still move forward courageously even when we feel fear you know and so don't judge people don't try to like get over it you know, in my last company, we always talked about that the CEO wanted everyone to do a Tarzan swing, you know, yeah, okay, let's move forward. And he's like, he wouldn't understand, well, you know, we've already decided we're gonna do this. Why aren't people moving forward? He didn't understand that they had to, you know, grieve the loss of the way it used to be, you know, before they were able to accept that the, that the present and the future is now different. You know, and, and that's our new reality. That's, and so there's gonna to continue to be loss and there will continue to be amazing things that emerge in the future. So we just, you know, have to count on that.
0: Yeah. I, um, I appreciate that perspective on so many levels, uh, Marcia, um, spe- especially today. So I will embrace that in all of its wholeness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, I can't thank you enough for joining us back here. We love having you on the Deliberate Leaders podcast. So I um, I want to make sure that our listeners know how to uh, connect with you, follow you, find you, get your books. So um, could you share kind of the best avenues for that? Sure. Well,
1: my website is covisioning.com. One word: covisioning. And so all my books are listed there on my blog, you know, tips and videos and everything I love to share, but I'm on LinkedIn, um, like everyone else. And, and, um, I have a YouTube channel that surprisingly, I have, have over a thousand people have subscribed because I put little tip videos a few times a month. And sometimes all we have is like three minutes. In fact, I just did one on Courageous Presence. Um, that i just posted a few days ago so check out my youtube channel as well you know and all my books are on amazon
0: fantastic marcia it is such a pleasure to see you um i um i hope that one day we can connect um in some place in the world um in person in the meantime this has been amazing so thank you so much
1: thank you